This is Confluence, where great ideas flow together. This is Confluence, where great ideas flow together, the podcast of the Graduate School of the University of Montana. I'm Ashby Kinch, Dean of the Graduate School. On Confluence, we travel down the tributaries of wisdom and beauty that enrich the soil of knowledge on our beautiful mountain campus. Yeah, Shell's interesting. She's an electrical engineer turned social scientist. What I love about her is that she's probably one of my most quantitatively inclined students. She is has far surpassed my knowledge on quantitative analysis. And so she'll come back to me and ask me a bunch of questions about a model she's running. And I'm like, Shell, I have no idea. You're the expert, not me. On Confluence, we like to highlight graduate student accomplishments. And in this episode, we celebrate Shell Terwilliger, a winner of the PEO Award, a national organization that honors a female graduate student making a distinctive contribution to education. Shell is finishing her PhD in Forest and Conservation Sciences, where she is working on a project studying the collaboration models in science teams. She's been a project manager and administrator of UM's EPSCOR grant since 2016, and that work has introduced her to the interdisciplinary team building and collaboration that makes for the best science. In this episode, we discuss her path from prior training in physics and engineering into her work in the social sciences, as well as her positive experiences with a range of faculty at UM in biology, business, and forestry. We're proud to share her story with you on Confluence. Enjoy the float. Welcome to Confluence, Shell. Thank you so much for having me, Ashley. It's great to have you in here, and we're here, you know, congratulating you on the PEO Award. Thank you. Tell us a little bit about what that meant to you. It is a huge honor to receive this award, and, you know, Libby Metcalf gets a lot of credit, of course, as my advisor for encouraging me to apply and helping me and supporting me in that application but I have to say it is, it's validating and it, it means a lot for me as far as my focus going forward with my studies too. It's going to allow me to put a little bit more focus and emphasis on my research Meaning within the next calendar balance, year. relative balance of work versus a focus on the research. Yes, that's Well, say right. more about that. I mean, your, your work life is a key part of why you're here at University of Montana. Right. So I work uh, as the project administrator for Montana NSF EPS score. And that's a statewide program. And um, we I'm working basically helping manage a research project that involves faculty at the University of Montana, at Montana State, and at Montana Tech, and then also SKC and Little Bighorn College. So tribal, it's a, tribal colleges and universities mm-hmm. is another thing on, on Confluence that we like to elevate. It's, it, there's a lot of interesting work going on on campus linking out to the TCUs. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And basically, so it's a huge collaborative research project. And in, you know, faculty, students, postdocs, and it's complicated enough that there is, we have an administrative team to help, to help things work. And so uh, within this work, basically, that's that's how I actually ended up in graduate school. Again, this is my second round and in a little bit different field. Right. And well, yeah, let's talk about that for a second. I mean, you have an MS in engineering. Yeah, I have an, an MS in engineering from Montana State. Um, and then uh, we'll edit that part out. <laughs> both 
excellent schools, of course. And so... Yeah, so yeah, you got the engineering degree, but you've been working in EBSCOR, but then you're sort of, through that work, kind of got interested in grad school again. Right. So as part of this collaborative research, I'm doing project management. And uh, Ray Calloway, I, I work for Ray Calloway, and Jackie Moore is part of our team. And they they actually had this idea of we're doing this big collaborative research project, and that in itself is a big undertaking. And is there an opportunity here mm. to, to take a look and research how people are working together? And, and uh, listeners of our podcast will, will know about the Jackie Moore episode, which we just uh, released a few weeks ago. She's amazing. Business professor, but who does a lot of work in forestry conservation, especially sort of putting value, trying to convince businesses to put value on uh, natural resources. Yeah, she's done some some great work in that area, and she's collaborated with uh, Libby Metcalf and Alex Metcalf, and then also Teresa Floyd, who is also in in business. And so all, all of these together, we started having a discussion about you know can you know is is there an opportunity here? And Teresa Floyd does social network analysis, and so Ray Calloway, my boss, like all of you know, I was fortunate enough. The great thing about my job is I get to work with all of these wonderful really interesting and smart people with all these great ideas. And so yeah. I kind of got looped into this research project and started learning about about social science, which is something that I didn't know anything about. I mean, I studied physics and I studied engineering and like social science always seems, you know, it's like it's, it has so many degrees of freedom. It's so complicated that when you start in something like physics, you're like, oh, how could you possibly do this? How do you constrain your variables? <laughs> exactly. These crazy humans. Exactly. And I think that, yeah, and I, I still have moments where it's almost kind of overwhelming because, you know, you kind of get this imprint, you know, wherever you start in science, it's sort of how you approach things. But um, in the end, as another uh, member on my committee, also in business, John Chandler, Mentioned and again, to me. for listeners, Chandler does big data. He, he's a yeah. data scientist, effectively. He's a school of business person, but he's his underpinnings are like computational math. Yeah, he you know he pointed out to me as I I think I was he could see the internal struggle that I was having with this. <laughs> he pointed out that you know uh, you know in management, whether you're in business or, or something else, people are you're you're going to be making decisions. People are making decisions all the time, and you know. I can relate to that in my job as a project manager. You know, there's it's complicated, it's complex. There's all these things to, you know, th these different angles and different ways to put things together. So we're making these decisions all the time and wouldn't it be helpful to be have a little bit more data or a little bit more research to inform all of these decisions. And so I think, you know, you know, perfection's the en enemy of good, right? So you can it's it's difficult to to really be able to explain all of, I mean, what I'm really studying is collaboration in a particular context. That's a hard thing to get after. You know, can you bottle this up quantitatively? Mm. Well, we can, we can sure try, and that, you know, that could be a valuable contribution. So uh, as you were ex exposed to this broader project and you kind of conceive that, hey, there's serious research to be done here. You thought, I'm going to go pursue a PhD in it. And you found this fit in this program where, you know, Libby uh, Metcalf um, does work a lot on this interface between the social systems and the ecological systems. And that's what attracted you to apply. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, and I have to say that first I just thought, well, I don't really understand that, so I should go take that class. Yeah. And then I should, you know, maybe I should go take that class. Yeah. And then finally I realized maybe I should consider going back to school. And yeah. so, you know, one thing leads to another. And um, 
it's such a wonderful opportunity. Um, I'm really, I'm grateful to, you know, all the people that I've already mentioned and the people that I work with on my team that are helping me balance this work and school um, relationship, but it's, it's great. Yeah. And of course, graduate school houses the interdisciplinary studies program and someone like you in a weird way would be a good match with it. But when you work in a field that is already kind of interdisciplinary, in other words, it already folds different methods into it, it's a better fit because now you're in a domain that your professors and your researchers are all kind of agreeing is the spot, right? And that spot for you is ecosystem work or or ecological landscape work. So yeah, I'm in forest and conservation sciences and in the Human Dimensions Lab with Libby Metcalf and also Alex Metcalf is running that lab too. And it's it's a, it's a wonderful home for me. I'm learning a lot both from from the Metcalfs and also from my lab mates and Ada Smith, who you all get to hear from as well. But it's it's I think that for me it's a really interesting. Obviously, you know my my previous work isn't going to transfer in, and so I'm you know just kind of like a fish in a brand new like not just a new pond, but it's like a different ocean or something. You know, picking up all An these different species. <laughs> Careful yeah, though. I think I am an invasive <laughs> species, perhaps. But uh, yeah, it's a great opportunity. And so you finish uh, the the PhD probably in a couple of years. You're kind of the PEO, of course, gives you some funding that allows you to back off some of your work for a while and focus a little bit more on your research. Finish a couple of years. What do, what do you think you'll do after you complete the PhD? Oh, that's that's a real zinger of a question, Ashley. <laughs> I am I'm interested in specifically in science teams and how they are working together. There's been a lot of research on teams in within the other contexts, like, you know, military, medicine, health sciences, and then also um, organizational behavior. And some of that translates and some of it doesn't necessarily. And it's a really interesting animal, I think, especially because because we're we're really starting to just do more and more and more collaborative research. Mm. I mean, there certainly is a lot of value in research done in one lab. And I mean, that will continue to be valuable. But there also tends to be more and more funding opportunities and just more and more opportunities for researchers to collaborate across institutions, continents, disciplines, of course, interdisciplinary work. And so I would like to keep working in that area. I, I love the research element. I, you know, and uh, I also enjoy my work, uh, you know, as administrator and doing management work. And if there's a way to combine some of it, I think that would be the ideal. As far as what that looks like as, you know, as a career job. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't. You can put that off a little bit longer, a little bit but, longer. But I think that idea that you would focus on, you know, the, I don't want to say meta studies, but, you know, studies about what are the principles that move across these different kinds of teams. And so I'm, I'm guessing one of the things that would translate is questions of expertise, who has the expertise and who doesn't? Uh, questions of hierarchy, you know, who's who's in the where in the decision making chain. Some of those things would probably move over into the science realm, but then there would be different maybe uh, social pressures in terms of how the sociology of different disciplines function uh, across a collaborative team. That academia is a very proud uh, place, right? People are very vested in their models. Uh, so there might have to be more tension in the model discussions or something like that. Is that mm-hmm. kind of the area you're talking about? Yeah, all of those things, definitely, you know, like if we, if you're going to make typologies of the different types of teams, you know, how, which, you know, are, are there, you know, some teams are like doing things like fast and with like high quants- consequences really right. quickly. That's, right. you know, military not, model. Yeah, yeah, not academia, right? Yeah. You know, no. and then... <laughs> 
Very slow. And then, you know, so it's, I think, you know, many things, I think, from organizational behavior, if you look at, especially like within industry, there's a lot of research that's done in industry too, you mm-hmm. know, so some of those things, you know, science teams in both places, there's some crossover. But then also the way that inf- information flows is pot- perhaps going to be a little bit different, you know, in the academic environment than in um, industry, perhaps. I mentioned network analysis and networks is a really interesting tool that, you know, they use networks in, you know, physics and biology, you know, food webs and things like that as well, epidemiology for the flow of information and disease. And I think that's a really interesting lens to look at how people work together as well, because it's, it's relational, Mm -hmm. you know, you're looking at how, you know, how people behave in the context of others. Yeah. And it's relational, but it's also that model allows you to pull you just view it from a semi-objective perspective. You know, the people are nodes rather than people carry around their own narrative on, on how they relate and how they communicate. Right, right, right. But this actually shows objectively how they're doing it, you know, what their points of contact are, where they're communicating, not just the subjective report of a subject who's saying, I love to talk with team members, you know. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, as much as I can um, reduce the, the data reduction, my initial training, like I tend to go in that direction if I possibly can. Totally, yeah, yeah to eliminate the noise, get to the <laughs> signal. So with all of this experience that you've been accumulating and working in teams, what do you think about your experience here at University of Montana as a team member and as a part of a community of researchers? I think that I have kind of stumbled into just a really wonderful opportunity and community. And I will, you know, Ray Calloway who is, you know, who's my supervisor and he is directing this research project that I'm I get to be part of. You know, he really was the one that came to me and said I think you should check this out. Like this is, this might, I think you might really like this and you might be really interested in this. And so he brought me into these conversations, introduced me, and well, some of these people I met through work, but in a different context, I got to start interacting with some faculty around here and who have all just, they're, you know, brilliant and exciting and interesting and are just wonderful mentors. And I think that, you know, getting to work with everybody in the Human Dimensions Lab, you know, and Libby and Alex Metcalf are both leading that lab, but also the other graduate students that I'm learning so much from them as well. And I don't know if they, if they realize it, but, you know, class discussions or lab discussions, it's just, it's an excellent, um, it's a, it's a wonderful environment. And I'm just, I'm really grateful for the opportunity. Well, that's a story we love to hear uh, in the grad school in particular, because it really highlights just what incredible talent the university attracts. And our graduate programs are just full of incredibly talented, creative, thoughtful uh, people that form these intellectual communities that have such great impact then on the country, you know, the state, the region, and the country. They, they head off and make an impact wherever they go, and they carry this model with them. It's really lovely to hear you put it so, you know, eloquently. Yeah, I think that especially because I, you know, I think for me it gets underlined even more because I'm switching disciplines too. You know, mm-hmm. I started out as in engineering, and here I am in social science. And so it's really, it, like, it's wonderful to get to hear these different perspectives that, you know, just in discussions with other students. So it's, yeah, it's a great opportunity. That's fantastic. Well, thank you so much for joining us on Confluence, Shell. Thank you very much for having me, Ashby. It's been a pleasure talking with you. If you like what you've heard, you've got Kate Lloyd to thank. She's a student in our MFA program in media arts. Her deft ear and keen editing touch have created the sonic landscape through which you're floating. 
We'd like to thank UM's College of Arts and Media for providing studio space and talent to support this production. Confluence is brought to you by the Graduate School of the University of Montana. Innovation, imagination, intellect to serve the state, the region, and the world. You can subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google by searching Confluence University of Montana. Or click a link at the Confluence website, www.umt.edu slash grad. On the Telling Our Story tab, you'll find podcasts, videos, and other media that help us share with the world the groundbreaking research and creativity happening at the University of Montana. Enjoy the float. From Pride and Prejudice.